His hair is not really great. Oh, it's recording. Oh, we're recording. We're recording. Welcome to Oaken Bros. I'm Eric. And I'm Michael. We have Danielle Gillis here with us today, meeting and events. AKA Cerami, just straight yeah. up Cerami. Because that's what that's why I called you for about 20 years now, which is just unbelievable. Yes. I want and to, I love it. I want to introduce Danielle. Danielle and I were great friends at our alma mater, CW Post, Long Island University. I don't even know, like, like go CW, like, what, you know, what do you even say at this point? Well, I mean, I still say I bleed green and gold, uh, and I will forever. The school has uh, 20 years or so around there, changed their colors and their their uh, motto, if you will, but I, I still say we bleed, we bleed green and gold. I, I love her. I met Danielle in, a, I think it was Riggs, Riggs Hall. I met her, we were freshmen, and I got to tell you, there are certain people that you meet in your life, certain people that when you meet, you instantly connect because of their personality. It's not so much anything, but the, the way they treat you, and there's just like, you see this, this golden aura around these people, and Danielle was that person. I walked into her dorm room, there were a million people there. You were with AE5, right? Or, you know, you were, no, no, no. No, you weren't. I know Noel was with AE5, I think. Or, yes. I don't want to talk. Yeah, but you weren't in a sorority, right? I, I have to say, and Danielle was always nice to a 16-year-old fat kid because Michael was doing me everywhere. <laughs> you know, like, my, Michael never, I, you know, Michael always brought me from the time I was a baby. He always brought me out with his friends. And Michael would bring me to these frat house parties and these dorm room parties. And I was just, you know, this narrow-shouldered, narrow huge glasses with mom hair. And Stop it! I was shaped like a bell. And, um, <laughs> and you were always very nice to me. So thank you. Well, and thank you for that wonderful introduction, too. Meeting uh, <laughs> you was just, it was, it was gold. It was excitement. It was, I knew I was going to be friends with you for 20 years and we're going on 20 years now as a friend just for me one moment at, at CW Post and here we are today. Yes, here we are. Here we are today. And, and even better than that, here we are today, the three of us, friends for 20 years, but working together too, which is travel industry. in the travel industry. Whoever would have thought. Okay, so I know you like CW Post, so we don't have to go there. I want to know post post, right? Okay. Sure. Post, post. Like, how did you get into travel, and yeah. what do you and what are you currently doing? Okay, so um, I have spent the better part of twenty years working in all things meetings, events, and trade shows. Um, I started in technology trade shows in sales back when um, Compact Computers was their own entity, and I was selling them hundred thousand dollar banners in the Jacob Javits Center. Um, my my career then transpired and kind of went into travel around two thousand. Four, um, and I then spent the latter part of all of the rest of the years working in travel trade shows, uh, smaller events, launching events, building events, and eventually running um, one of the, uh, I'd like to say, infamous incentive events that was called Incentive Travel Exchange uh, for the better part of 10 years. And, you know, after, after a while, I uh, said, I love this industry, I love these people, and I'm never going to leave it, but I needed something else to do. And uh, about just a year ago, joined PRA, Business Events, uh, which was historically... 
We love Luigi. Just we love it. Luigi. Yes, yeah. Luigi in our New York City office. He's the general manager. He's amazing. Um, and we are traditionally uh, what you'd like to call a destination management company, but over time have evolved into so much more. And uh, we are definitely a business event management firm and a creative agency. There's so many different channels that we work within uh, that um, I'm loving what I'm doing now. So you didn't go to post to go into travel, right? Because like, I don't think I met anyone at Post who's like, I wanna be in travel after this is all done. Like everyone was going for like education. Yeah, so I went for journalism and communications with um, an undergrad, um, uh, I, I, did, I did a dual degree, if you will, so it was communications and journalism, and then I also did criminal justice. I think at one point I was loving college so much that I really didn't want to leave, and I was going to go to law school from there, um, and then realized, okay, maybe my calling is in events and trade shows, and I think that I made the right decision. 100%. Well, yeah. once you get into the travel business, so to speak, you don't leave. Right. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle. And, yes. you know, you, you're, it bleeds into your personal life a lot and you become friends with people. And it's, it's, it truly is a lifestyle business. And, you know, like the limo business is 24-7. And, you know, our best friends are our clients because it's 100%. our so So why not live your life that way? Um, but yeah, no, that, that's, that's cool. I, I love that. I love that word lifestyle. And I, I think to your point, it is an absolute lifestyle. Um, my children have grown up with mommy working and traveling for work. My children are very well traveled. They've been to a lot of places. Um, my husband has to had to get accustomed to my lifestyle as well and it, how it affected our family overall. Um, so I, I love that word, Eric, lifestyle. And it absolutely is. And to your other point, uh, some of my best friends are in this industry. Right. So what is your post now at PRA? So, uh, excuse me, my title is officially Vice President of Strategic Partnerships. So uh, theoretically, I am responsible for um, putting PRA at the forefront of anyone, uh, hotel, um, other companies, um, event organizations, anything like that where I can see a strategic partnership lining up from a marketing angle, from a sales angle, um, all different things. I sort of touch a lot of things, but my primary focus is working directly with the hotels. Hotels are, they're a great bunch of people to work with. They are, they are, they are. And, and again, to your earlier point, it's interesting, all of our hotel friends uh, sort of move. If they're gonna leave, they're just going to a different hotel company so everybody stays connected. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I mean, people that um, bought events from me in 2005 are people that I'm sitting on boards with now, people that are still continuously you know, working with me and buying from PRA. It's, it's been such a beautiful evolution. What has been um, your influence in the travel industry? Who has specifically helped guide you? Um, influencers, books, podcasts, you know, whatever. What, what has been your guiding light throughout all this? Because travel is always the first to get hit when there's a recession. Travel is yeah. always the first to get hit, like with what's going on now with COVID, which is just brutal. Um, who's, who's been you know, your torch, so to speak? That's a really good question. I think that first and foremost, that torch comes from inside. 
you have to love what you do. Um, I believe strongly in, um, in the innate energy that we all have and what we put forward comes back to us. Um, your book, Mr. Michael, that you wrote many, many years ago, what year was that book published? I, I published Just Ask the Universe in 2011, which I can't believe we're going on like almost 10 years now. But yeah, yeah. I, I gave you that. I, I wrote that. I'm like, I got to give this to Cerami. I have to do, I have to, and I, yeah, I mean, that's just. Greatest, greatest book. I mean, your truest potential is inside and what you put out in the universe is what's going to come back. I have had a lot of challenges health wise, career wise, whatever it may be over a lifetime, um, working mom, everything. Um, but I tend to always look at life with the glass is always half full. I am uh, always, I'm eternally optimistic. Uh, Probably to a fault sometimes, I wake up every day at 5.30, ready to go. Um, but to answer your question as far as um, a guiding torch, I had a boss, um, her name was Christina Condos who hired me right out of college and she saw potential and she trained me and mentored me and she's phenomenal. And 20 years later, I still call her for advice or to run things by her um, professionally, personally, whatever it is. And she was, and still is um, a very, very influential person in my life. Amazing. It's amazing to have relationships that long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's been there's been so many more. I've, I've been very blessed with amazing bosses along the way, um, and friends. And um, I, I really, I really look to those people as as a beacon of light, as you said. Was you know? Lou your boss at BTN, or that was not? He was not your boss. He was not my boss. Um, he runs a different group. He happens to be one of the coolest guys. Um, I miss him so Ever. much. Ever. Big shout out to Lou. Our, Lou came to our office in Astoria probably in like 1992. Like like a real long really? ago. And, he, and then we lost touch and then we reconnected last year because that's when I kind of started to come out on LinkedIn and, and really start posting content. And then he just went off. He's like, I met your dad and he was cursing. And <laughs> we ordered an Italian food. And he's like, you guys were so cool, effing cool. You know, Lou likes to uh, curse on the open yes. yes. you know? And uh, yeah, Lou from BTM Magazine, Lou Mag Magliaro. Magliaro, yeah. Yeah, probably you want to talk about a, a strong influencer in our, in our industry. He's, he's a super guy, super guy. So, so he works um, on the different side of the business. When I was with Northstar, I was on the meeting and event side of the business. But we work together a lot and we laugh together a lot. Um, and I, I miss him. I miss his, his personality. He's, uh, we got a call with him a few weeks ago. He's still in the game. And, you know, I think he's going to come out bigger and stronger than this. Once travel ramps up. Absolutely. COVID era. Go ahead, Eric. BTN just expanded to Europe, which is just absolutely massive. And we were we were in the process of doing that before um, before COVID. Oh, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, he's going to come out bigger and stronger, and I can't wait to see what, what they put forward. They're, they're a fantastic group uh, at North Star, and like I said, I, I miss them. I miss them a lot. You know, it's the people that we work with that make our jobs so much better. 100%. You said that you've had setbacks. Do you want to tell the audience what setbacks they were and how you overcame them? What did it do to you mentally? What did it do to you emotionally? Like, this is what the podcast is about. It's about overcoming adversity because adversity is a part of life. You can't escape yeah. it. 
What did you do? What happened? Get, tell your story. Sure. So um, I, like I mentioned earlier, am eternally optimistic. Um, I take life and the value of life very, very seriously. I have always been super healthy and very active. I golf. Um, I'm still horseback riding. Um, uh, I wish competitively, but, you know, my job took over my children and my life. So um, it came as a very big surprise in 2018 that I was diagnosed with a uh, early stage, thank God, breast cancer. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was a it was a very significant blow. Um, it sort of uh, rocked me a little bit, and I will share that at that point, and probably for the two years prior to that, I was uh, absolutely working around the clock. I was um, running hard. I was doing too much, um, and in theory, looking back um, and reevaluating what I was doing versus taking care of myself, um, I said, okay, this is a big wake-up call. Uh, somebody up above was speaking to me. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, yep, and, and uh, I will tell you, I listened to that message loud and clear. Um, I have since had three surgeries, big surgeries. Um, I maintained my career. Um, I was so blessed to get incredible support from my colleagues at North Star. So I was able to take off a significant amount of time uh, after my first surgery. They kept that business running, which was phenomenal. Um, but I was anxious to get back. And I wasn't anxious to get back uh, for any other reason that I needed the normalcy. I needed the continuity. I needed to have something really positive to focus on that wasn't draining. Because I will tell you that once you hear those three words, your whole life stops and it's draining. Um, <clears throat> I'm a type A personality. I am a planner by trade, by brain. I couldn't control that outcome. And that was really scary at that time. So I said, we are going to take this. We're going to face it. We're going to deal with it. And then we're going to move on and we're going to advocate and we're going to help others. Um, I was blessed to uh, be introduced to these women at the Rockville Center Breast Cancer Coalition. Um, they were beyond helpful and helped me navigate those waters. And then uh, I realized that it was time to make a change professionally. So it was just by the grace of God, I was introduced to um, the leaders at PRA and the role that they had uh, fit my skill set fit exactly what I wanted to do because you, you question that. What do I really want to do? How do I better balance life, right? Professionally, personally, everything has to marry together. And my first job is being a mom. My second job is my job. So um, how do I balance motherhood, being a good wife, uh, doing a good job, being an executive? And this role was everything that I could have asked for. I am, I am so blessed and so thankful to be where I am right now because I'm, I'm able to balance it all. That's amazing. You know, like our father got sick in 2004. And yeah. while he worked and he was part of our lives very much so and he was running the business as the years went on he got more and more depressed 
And, you know, like there's two ways that you can go about it. You can go about it your way and just keep pushing because that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you can unfortunately get more depressed and go inward. And have the sickness consume you and have it consume you, which is what it did to our father. It consumed him uh, uh, mentally, which is the worst it could do. And, you know, it clearly didn't do that for you. You know what? Um, I'm not going to lie, guys. I work really, really hard at that. You have to. It, yes. it can very, very easily consume. That's not a world that any of us are accustomed to, okay? I don't speak that language. So I was, you know, sitting there through tears saying, like, what? What, is, what, is, what, do you, what does this even mean? And, you know, then you're researching everything. And once you start researching it and you're seeing every worst case scenario, you're like, oh, my God. So there is not a day that does not go by that I do not focus on getting my mind in a really good place. I do a ton of meditation. Oh, oh good. Oh, I passed that. Yes. Yep. So every single day, uh, I do a meditation. I spend a lot of time looking inward to say like, okay, these are the circumstances. These are some of the things that have happened to me. It doesn't define who I am. How do I move forward from this? Um, but to your dad's credit, um, it's, it's very, very challenging. Right. What else do you do? Uh, meditate, take us a day for Danielle. Take us okay. five o'clock in the morning to when you're tucking the kids in bed. Like, what do you do? Like, I want to know what your day is like. Okay. So like I said, I wake up between five and five 30. Um, I typically will roll over, which is bad, but I can admit it. I roll over and I look at my phone. Um, That's like normal. I, you know, people say that they don't do that. I, I think they're strange. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or they don't work in our industry, okay? This is, this is our work. This is it. This is our universe. Like, this is our window to the universe. Like, what? I mean, you have to. You, you have to stay abreast of what's going on. So every single morning, I, I do like to, I get right up and I make a cup of coffee. And while I'm enjoying coffee, I'm looking at the New York Times. I'm reading any of the dailies that have come out for the industry. Um, I believe it's really important to start your day with information gathering, because um, that's what you're going to be sharing. So... Then I um, work out. So I have a Peloton bike at home, which I love. Oh, my God. Give it up. You can't handle oh, it. I returned mine. <laughs> Danielle, I, was, I did a Peloton. I'm like, I'm going to burn 30,000 calories a day. I can eat whatever. I swear to God, I did the Peloton for a week. And then, like, on day seven, Stop. I swear to God, these muscles in my torso that I've never used in my life were like, ah! Like, you started <laughs> I couldn't walk. I was walking like like the hunchback for a week. I am like I call Peloton. I'm like, love your company. Don't need this here. Like this is that was it's gonna get out. It was that's that's great. Well, I've had the complete opposite (laughs) experience. However, in fairness, I always love spin classes, so I I'm a big spinner. So I have the Peloton in the house, which was really great. My husband did set did order it as a surprise, which was awesome because the truck pulled up outside and I, and my husband was calling, I was out and he's like, you need to get home now. There's an emergency at the house. So I pull up and, and the truck's in the driveway and I was like, what, what are you doing here? Why? And the guys, the Peloton guy says, you don't know you're getting a Peloton bike. And it like a little kid, my husband was watching on the ring doorbell and I was like jumping up and down, screaming in the street all by myself. That's so funny. <laughs> 
Every day, every day I have to work out. Um, you know, with this COVID crisis that's happened, um, I've been trying really hard to get outside. I think it's important to have a little mommy time. So that's my one hour. Um, I do anywhere between three and a half and five miles a day. Wow. And yeah, I power walk. It's just good for my head. Sometimes I listen to I'm sorry? In addition to the Peloton, you're walking five miles a day? Some days I do both, but the good majority, I pick one. Okay. Um, and, and in fairness, in the, uh, about eight weeks ago, I just had my last surgery. So I needed that ramp up time. And I was like, I'm not going to be the one who's just sitting around. So let me get outside. And I have to say, guys, it's been really good for me. Um, prior to that, though, I have, you know, been working, working from home. Um, I travel a lot. So the nice, you know, 20 minute jog through the Terminal 4, Delta, a JFK. We land. We, we flew from. Uh, where did we? We flew from somewhere really close, and the walk through the airport was longer than the, the flight. flight. Yeah. So if you come in in the gates in the 40s and 50s and you're coming off a red eye and you have to walk the two and a half miles, you're, you're cursing everyone. But um, I'm not going to lie. I miss Delta. Okay. I said it. I posted it on Instagram the other day. I miss traveling. But, you know, my work day starts very, very early. I like to answer any of the emails that come in from uh, Europe or Asia, anything like that. And then I kind of go about my day. Lots of Zoom calls right now. Uh, lots of in-person interaction. I am social. So for me to be stuck in the house, not talking to anyone has been really challenging. So I love Zoom. But, you know, added, adding into that, um, like I said, right up until I was having surgery and COVID sort of hit, um, I'm still horseback riding once or twice a week. So uh, that is a really good form of exercise. And it's something that I'm completely passionate about and I love, which has been great. Has, has meditation helped you? Because I, I'm like, I have a love-hate with meditation. I'm like, I'm a love-hate, a love thing now with meditation where like I'm meditating every day. It feels so good. Like what has meditation done to you um, mentally? Okay. So I should answer that by saying though, I have meditation coupled with Reiki healing and acupuncture. Wow. So okay. When I, when I first got diagnosed, um, it was really interesting. We spent a lot of time uh, really looking at doctors. It wasn't like I'm going to go immediately to one hospital that is very well known. I'm going to look for the best doctor in this trade. Um, I ended up with the uh, chief of breast surgery at Lenox Hill Hospital. Uh, Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And then from there, you start interviewing all your other doctors. And it was interesting because I challenged, I challenged Western medicine quite a few times. They're very quick to just throw diagnoses out and say, you're going to do all of this. But I'm super healthy. So besides this, and it wasn't in the lymph nodes, and it wasn't, you know, all these different circumstances... I have to bring some Eastern medicine into my life. And guys, I'm here to tell you and the whole world, I'm here to tell you, it absolutely works. So 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the meditation part. And some days it's only a five minute meditation. Um, I find that Kundalini meditations are a lot better for me. Um, the clearing of the lungs and getting all the emotional trauma and stress out has been super helpful. Um, but Reiki healing, saved me so many times um, and acupuncture you know I will go to the acupuncturist once a week and say like this hurts today this is a little bit sore and I walk out of there like a new person and God willing uh, acupuncture is now being covered by health insurance you know Michael's suffering from vertigo does um, acupuncture help with vertigo 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I keep repeating this on the podcast, but I, I had the flu in January and a week after the flu, I was feeling better, but I woke up and the room was like, I woke up and the room was like Gravitron. And you know, it's been three, three and a half months now where like I'll have good days and then I'll have bad days where like I can't see straight. Um, you okay, so you need acupuncture. You, def- you definitely, and you know what that is. So it's like sticking needles in your body. What the fuck? It, like, I don't, don't want to do that. You're going to be fine because if I could do it, you could do it. And they're little teeny tiny baby needles. Listen to me. Your equilibrium is off. Yeah. And they balance the crystals in your ears. Yes. So that acupuncture does that? Yes. Yes. You know, here's what you need to always think about. How can I solve this problem from without use of medication? I hate taking medicine. Okay. I don't, there is, there is certain medicines that I have no choice right now that will help save my life and reduce the risk of metastasis. God forbid one day I have to take those, but for everything else, thank you for everything else. Use acupuncture, use Reiki, try it, but you have to believe in it. And if you don't believe in it, it's not going to work. It's the same no, thing. At this point, Daniel, I mean, if they told me to drink cow piss, I would do it just to get this thing done with. And like, I had a bad three weeks. I know there was stress with everything going on and the PPP money and all that shit I don't want to get into. But like this vertigo has, it's, I'm not letting it take over my life. I'm not giving it, I'm, I'm bigger than the vertigo. Yeah, I keep saying that out to the universe. Right. That's exactly right. And like today I'm having a pretty good day. I woke up. It was a little, the room was, you know, like a fun house a little bit, but it's fine. I'm moving, I'm moving around. But, um, my brother and I are going to this uh, naturopath doctor and he put us on a slew of vitamins. Do you take vitamins? I do a lot of vitamins. Us too. And like, we're, he's like, he went through our lab work. He's like, you guys are healthy, healthy as horses. I never I never used to believe in that. And I always thought, let food be thy medicine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my, the, my, my daughter was born and she was born um, with issues. She was born globally apraxic, which means that she just has trouble talking. And everything that you take for granted with a kid, crawling, walking, standing up, rolling over, had to be taught. And so it has to be wow. pulled out of her. So still to this day, it has to be pulled out of her. And she was, she was little. Her mother's five foot, so we weren't expecting much, but she, but she was little. And so we took her to an alternative pediatrician and the alternative pediatrician opened my eyes to supplements and you know, it's, it's a long road. There's no, there's no Mm -hmm. quick, but most definitely supplementation works if you find the right doctor. Absolutely. Um, No doubt about that. And I, I never believed in that. You know, I didn't want to take Tylenol. I don't want to take Advil, you know, Yep. but uh, you know, it, it, it totally works. He got, he, this guy, I, I can give you his number, Danielle. He's right in, uh, he's an old Westbury. Um, he's healing our mom. I mean, he, he's, you know, obviously everyone always has issues with each other. You try to minimize the issues as much as you can. He got sure. like, vitamin D, vitamin K2, um, fish oil, you know, yeah. people, like regimen and some berberine. And like, I'm taking it and I feel a difference. Like you, you definitely, this is three months in and I'm like, this is not the January, Michael. This is the May, Michael. Like, this right. is a definite difference in how you feel. I just wish this vertigo. If you have an acupuncturist, if you can send me their information, because, like, I'm, again, like I said, like, I'll do anything at this point to get these crystals wherever the fuck they need to go. Out of my <laughs> I, I have rocks in my head, Danielle. Yeah, and, and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you, so I'll make you a deal. So my dad has a really good acupuncturist, and I want to say she's in Manhasset or Oyster Bay, somewhere up over there by you, because mine's 
Rockville Center. So I'll send you that if you send me your doctor. I love talking to people about vitamins and supplements and anything healthy. I believe your body's a machine. And I tell my children this. What you put in is what's going to come out as your output. So if you want to be healthy and you want to be happy, you need to fill that body with really good things, whatever it may be. 100%. So I have a question. Sure. You mentioned Instagram before. Now, for the long for the longest time, Michael and I, I was completely anti-social media. Okay. The value in it. We were private people. Um, you know, we 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 thought it was stupid. And um, then all of a sudden, I got wind of this guy by the name of Gary Vanderchuk, and things that he was saying about social media just started making sense. We decided to start putting ourselves out there. We started this podcast. We started creating content. I'm posting upwards of. 24 times a day across all different types of social media and it's curated and we're trying to provide value to people on the internet. Hence why we're interviewing you, other people. Which you are. Thank you. And, and that's why we're, that's why we're sharing our thoughts. Has, what has, what have you done on social media? Has social media helped you in LinkedIn, Instagram? How, how, how are those things helping you professionally? Great question. I am a very big social media user uh, in the fact, um, mostly for for business purposes, right? So um, personally, let's start with that really quick. I think it's really good to stay connected. I have family in California. Um, I have friends all over the world. They want to see pictures of my children and family activities so we can use those vehicles for that. But from a professional standpoint, um, I have used social media for a really long time to stay connected to our clients. When we cannot be face-to-face, which is what we all crave, it's important to information share. And there's so many different things going on in a day that it's a lot easier in this day and age to kind of read through what people are posting. Um, I can just share that last week or two weeks ago um, for GMID Day, Global Meeting, uh, Global Meetings Day, I posted a picture from um, one of the events that I used to run. And the picture was from 2000 and I don't remember whatever year it was, 2010, I think. It had over 8,000 views on it. And it had so many comments and it was so incredible to read through those comments because the people who commented on that picture were people who I had done business with back in those times that are still A, in the industry, B, still people that I go to for advice and leadership information. Um, and, and C, I think it ties your emotional connection of who you are and your personal brand into that information sharing vehicle. So I use LinkedIn. Um, I, I don't post as much on Twitter anymore. I did at one point, but I'm going to start to get back into that. Um, and then I use Facebook and Instagram. Facebook I use primarily for personal stuff. I don't post as much for work on there, but right. those are the four that I use. Yeah. But I love what you guys post. I always watch your stuff, and I've been watching it for a while. I always comment on it. You guys seem to be at the forefront um, for certainly what you do. So I, I thank you. Yeah. It's work to, um, you know, like I didn't realize the effect it was happening until we went for a meeting offline. And then the people at the office knew who we were and I didn't know who they were. And that was all because of LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is working because yeah. you create such a comfort level with some, with people because you keep in, you keep in their mind. And if you're honest and forthcoming and you provide value, um, it really pays off in the long run. This is, you know, it's not a quick fix 
to, you know, post once and then, you know, and that's it. If you're consistent and you're sincere, um, we find that it's just, the opportunities are amazing. And you don't, like sales was always me, but you don't sell on LinkedIn. Never. I'm not going to come in here and go, you know, you know, we're the best limo service on planet. It's like, no one wants to hear that. You know, no one wants to hear the shit of selling. You sell you. You sell your product. Right. Like, I want to hear about your journey. I want to be like, you know, I can do this and I can do that. This is not a job interview. Right. Right. People going on and selling, use my limo service, use my limo service. Like, shut the fuck up. Nobody, no one's on here for that. People want to hear about you. You sell who you are and the business will come. I mean, that's the universe, right? That's the universe. Absolutely. It keeps you connected with your employees. It keeps you connected with your coworkers. It keeps you connected with your vendors. It keeps you connected with your clients, you know, and it's absolutely, you can share your message. And you know, actually what, 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 how it all started was we got bad reviews on like Yelp or Google reviews or something like that. I'm like, Oh, you know, there were drivers. There were former drivers, yeah, former drivers and, in the world. and you know, on TripAdvisor we have a review from 2005 when you search BLS, it's like the first thing that comes up and it's like irritating. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, we have to change. We have to take control of our online brand identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. People buy from those who they trust, not in the information you're shoving down their throat. And, and to your, to your point, Eric, like, you know, you want to stay ahead of that and you want to stay ahead of what is out there. And then of course, when you do get negative feedback, which happens, listen, guys, we're not perfect. You need to address it immediately. And I find companies who address it immediately and handle it are the ones who come out on top. Um, And I think where social media also comes into play is you're prepared for meetings. So when I'm going into to meet with people that I have not met before, the first thing I do is look on LinkedIn to try to figure out um, who they are, what their background is. And a lot of times I'll go in to meet with people who I worked with 15 years ago at a different hotel and they've since resurfaced over here. Uh, Second point that I love is the hotels that take the time to look at your LinkedIn and when you pull up, they greet you by name. So um, I will tell you the Montage brand is uh, absolutely exceptional customer service. And I will never forget, uh, Richie, my husband and I, and the two kids pulled up to the Montage in Laguna Beach and we got out of the car and they said, hi, Mrs. Gillis, how are you? Hello, Mr. Gillis, and what are your children's names? And they had, and I saw the, the I think it was the ballet, whoever w- greeted us at that point, my LinkedIn picture printed out and my information. And I thought, you know what? That is incredible customer service. That, and this is a quote right here. That, that is off the charts brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I... That's... It's, it, it makes sense. It's just how we, we all are in the business of, of taking care of our customers from the second that we get them in our, in our you know, arms, if you will, until the second we drop them back off. And I will tell you, and I can say this, I am a customer of BLS. Okay. I love your app. I, I have to say this. It's, it's really, it's, it's easy to use. It's um, customer interactive. It's great. They call me Mrs. Gillis. Hi, um, you just booked a car for tomorrow morning at 5am. Did you want it really for, you know, when, where are you going? And it's only one way. Your customer service team is amazing. Um, and all your drivers are professional. So I feel safe with your drivers. Um, everything, everything is about, we, we are huge on company personality. Okay. You taught me that. 
when I met you, it's all about the personality yeah. that draws people in. Because yeah. if you make them feel comfortable around you, how are, like right now we're dealing with the COVID stuff and I'm telling our agents, talk to people. How are you? How's your family? How are you handling? Yes. We're here from you. We put dividers in the cars. Drivers are wearing gloves and masks. Everything is being wiped down before, in the middle, after. So again, I'm not trying to sell anything, but the idea is that it's all about the personality, like the montage doing that. Yes. Is, um, it's, it's everything. We are 100% going to, we're going we're gonna to put that into how we do business, 110%. It is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and, no. it is. It, it is. And I will tell you that, um, you know, as, as a woman, right, traveling, um, I always look for what makes me feel the safest, you know, whether uh, wherever I am in the world. So I know that there's um, a direct line to either one of you, obviously, if there's an emergency, but to know that your drivers are always at the airport for me um, is, is absolutely paramount to my success because that makes me feel safe. So as as a woman, did you find um, any obstacles in the travel industry or everything has been easy for you to, to accomplish things? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty loaded question. Um, no, everything did not come easy. Um, I'm here to tell you 20 years later, there is still um, people who try to get in my path. Um, and not everybody likes a woman who is confident and secure and understands the business. Um, so there is still some of that old school mentality. I think not just in the travel business and anywhere that you go in life. Uh, so no, the journey hasn't been easy, but because I have made some really good friends, some really good work uh, related friends, there's always somebody to fall back on to say, hey, this is what happened. This is what this one said how do I handle this the best way possible mm -hmm. all about how you react instead of acting yeah, yeah. emotionally we yeah. act tactically we think analytically how to you know let's process this and I'm, I'm always looking for the good in people like there's a reason that this happened so you got to talk to our mom Phyllis I mean she built this company and now she's you know we're, we're going even bigger um, and and she says exactly what you say that it's you know what, because I'm a woman, I can't do that. Or because, you know, yep. we do, we see, we have a front row seat to um, uh, a powerhouse um, who's not a male, you know, and she's the face of our company. I love it. Yeah. You, the you, last you, time you, I saw your mom was at your house probably 20 years ago and she wouldn't let us sit in the living room. <laughs> what? <There was, laughs> the couches, it was roped off. We couldn't go in there. Really? I don't remember that. He may, yes. have, he may have been painting it. She's Maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. She was nice to you, right? Like, she's a pretty decent Oh, woman. my God. She was amazing. Don't sit in here. Like, that's the way it came off. Like, no, oh. no, 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 no. Your house was beautiful. Thank Listen, you. You, you, both, you both should know you grew up in a very beautiful home with parents who absolutely loved you. And I love that your mom is such a powerhouse. I, I, should, I should come visit with her again. We'll go to the country. We should do. When this is all over. You'll come to our office. Yeah. Yes. Golf. I mean, forget no. that. I know we tried getting a game last year. With Lou. Yes. But with Lou. Yes. Yes. But you come to our club. We're gonna we're gonna play around the golf. We're gonna have a good Perfect. time. And I love that you play golf. I really. You just don't hear that. 
Yeah. You know what? And that that's exactly why I started. Um, so it, it was interesting. You know, I kept missing out on a lot of activities because they're like, oh, we're going to play golf. And I was like, oh, I, I, I'm going to learn this game. And my husband, you know, to his credit, he's laughing hysterical. He's like, okay, Danielle, you know, these big ideas that I have. Well, guess what? I learned how to play the game of golf and I happen to love the game. Um, I had to take a little bit of a break um, between surgeries because lifting the club over my head wasn't something that was even feasible. But now this summer, God willing, everything opens and we're back to life at normal. I will be uh, right up the block at our, our club to play. Love it. I love it. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you that in our industry, golf is so uh, prevalent, and there is so many women that play, and we've made our own foursomes. Um, there's two women uh, that are, are here, clients, that I play with all the time. That's awesome. That's yeah. So I can't I thank you enough for coming on. Eric, I don't know if you have another question. I got, I got one more question that we didn't really cover, and I know nobody has, nobody has a um, – you know, nobody can tell the future, but obviously I just wanted to cover COVID-19 a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, see what you've been hearing from your clients, see what you've been hearing, you know, just in your neck of the woods on, on your perception, on, on how you think things are going to go and um, when we're all going to get back to work. Well, that is... Yeah, I mean, listen, guys, we're, we're all affected by it. Um, I, I'm not going to, you know, say otherwise. We've definitely taken uh, a big step back with everything shutting down. We are at the mercy right now of the CDC and all of the other health organizations. So we are just all sort of abiding by those rules. Um, I do participate in a lot of webinars during the week to listen to our clients, to hear what they're saying, I, I hear the same thing. Q4 is where everything has moved to. Um, we are, as an industry, looking forward to IMAX America in Las Vegas in September. That's going to be sort of the, the get everyone back party, if you will, uh, and the information sharing of what the new normal is going to look like. Um, and then I think, you know, 21 and 22 are going to be banner years. Um, I think right now that, of course, I keep saying, I think these are my opinions. They're not facts. Um, in the incentive and meetings market specifically, right now, May, April, end of March, April, and May were uh, a wash. So um, we can only go forward from here. I talk to our hotel partners daily um, to hear, you know, I'd say the good majority has a June 1st anticipating opening. We need to just wait for the CDC. Um, on a personal level, I, I live like you guys do in Long Island. So I'm finding myself very challenged getting information out to the market because what is going on here in our backyard is not going on across the country. When I say that, you know, my town in my county has 300 cases of coronavirus or COVID-19, and I have friends that have been affected, people are mortified. So I think to that point, we're gonna see certain parts of the country come back before others too. Um, and then of course, look at what the airlines are doing. You know, God bless them. I have seen so much social media from all the leading carriers, um, the health and, and safety measures they're putting forward, our hotel partners, um, what they have put forward is incredible to make us all feel safe. And you know, I, I like to say, um, in our industry, we will be the first ones back on the airplane. You know, we're gonna kinda get right back into it. 
100%. I said that the other day. I put a LinkedIn post and I said, you know, we have to all get back to Vegas and Orlando. I mean, we all have to travel. Yes. Right? We got to go back to LA. But Vegas and Orlando, which was decimated. Like, yes. my sister asking, when are we going down to Disney, mom? Yeah, mom and dad. When are we going out to Disney? It's like, we'll get there. We're going to get right. there. We're going to make this work, but you got to wait. The parks aren't even open. Right, 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 right. Same thing with the strip. It's like, no one was, I, like, my brother and my mom went to the limo show in February and I couldn't go because I was dealing with the vertigo. I couldn't get on a freaking airplane, but like, um, I can't wait for a, for a travel Vegas convention, vacation, call it what you will. Just like, yeah. get to Vegas so we can all just let loose a little bit and give the hotels our money at this point. Like, Absolutely. You know, I um, booked a trip down to Aruba for Thanksgiving and I am putting it out there. I'm putting it out to the universe. We're going to Aruba for Thanksgiving. We were all, um, including my dad, um, we were all going to Italy this summer. Unfortunately, we're not going to be going to Europe, but we will as soon as we can. And just this morning, I saw uh, Sicily put out a marketing campaign that said, uh, if you will travel here in the latter part of the year, providing that it's allowed and everything is okay, you know, they are offsetting cost of hotel and airfare to get travelers back, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. You know, I'm, I'm going to Aruba, guys. We're going. To, we're going to Disney. We're going Good. to Disney. That's what we need. We need to get our, our industry back to work safely. Um, I think our new norm is going to be really different, and that sort of makes it challenging, but it's also exciting. And again, if you look at everything through a positive lens, it will be fine. We will prevail. We will get through this and be back to normal. Your attitude is what everyone should have when it comes to everything. You beat cancer. You beat the 9-11 recession, the, the, yeah. great, the great recession in 2008. You, Hurricane Sandy, we lost our house, yep. Right, like like you've, and this is like in the last 20 years. It's not even yes. in the last 40 years. This is the last 20 years of dealing with shit that is, yes. just, that, is, that is a setback after setback. But in my book, Just Ask the Universe, at the end of the book, I have, a t I have a chapter called Setback Schmetback because a setback is only your growth. This is how you grow. Absolutely. When you, when you get the diagnosis, when you get the bad news, when, when BLS is down to nothing, when, when yeah. your company is down to nothing and you have to make that, that choice to furlough the people that you love, um, you know, this is the time that you, get, that you go inward and you become stronger and more powerful. And you listen to people like Joel Osteen. Oh, I love him. That's Joel's my man. That's, that, Joel Osteen is everything. He's getting me through everything. Yes. He, he speaks the truth. And the truth is, it's all about what's in here. That if, if you're going to have the personality to persevere, if you're going to have the personality to move forward and, and overcome the obstacles, my God, we'll all be like you, Danielle. You know, we're going to be successful. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I try. I try. And I'm glad to know that, that um, I've had a positive impact on you, my friends. That's really nice to hear. Thank you. You have. Thank you. Where can people find you? Like, you know. Say what yeah. you want to say. Like, where are, where can we find you? So, um, I can be found a lot of different places. Feel free to get me on social media. Um, Danielle Cerami Gillis, which is C-I-R-A-M-I -I Gillis. Um, feel free to follow me. You can call me anytime. I have this connected, okay? This is my lifeline. Um, I 
take great pride in responding to people within 24 to 48 hours, you can always text me, call 516-279-7179. Wow. Um, All right. Any, 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 out there. I love it. Yep. Yeah, anytime. Anybody can call. Um, but I thank you both. You guys are such leaders in our industry, and I love that we can collaborate together. Um, uh, certainly, I've called you enough over the years to be like, oh, gosh, what do I do now? And I appreciate yeah. both of you. Yeah. And, the, the relationship we had is going to be another 20 years, Danielle. It's like, not absolutely. And absolutely. We're still young. We're still, we're, yeah. we're, we're 40 and fabulous. Okay. That, that, listen, that's what I said. It's only going to get better from here because we've already, we've already experienced so much downturn. It only can get better. So thank you guys. Stay thank well. You're amazing, Danielle. Be safe. I want to come visit soon. You Thanks will. guys. The summer. It's a done deal. All right, I'll see you on the links. Like, subscribe, leave comments down below of how amazing Danielle is, and <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye.